sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of a Thursday live right here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 159. That is the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM. All around the Spiz Grizz network. That is SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. It is the first day of June. It is the first day of the 2023 NBA Finals as well. Game number one tonight in Denver. Between the Nuggets and the Miami Heat, Denver booked as a nine-point favorite. The over-under stands at 219. The Nuggets nearly a $5 favorite to win their first ever Larry O'Brien Trophy as an NBA champion in their first ever NBA Finals appearance against the Miami team that has been here twice in the past four NBA seasons. We will continue to look at the NBA Finals in 2023 later on in this second hour. But... As JY, James Young, mentioned in our first hour together, June's a pretty important month for the NBA. You might not think so, but it is, because on the final day of May, now in June, we know who's going to be in the 2023 NBA draft, and we know who is returning to college basketball. The draft is later this month, Thursday, June 22nd so not only the NBA finals to crown a champion this year in 2022-23 but also project for the future of the association some notable names yesterday deciding to stay in the 2023 NBA draft you had until midnight eastern time to make your final determination would you return to school or would you stay in the draft here's a couple of big names that are heading to the next level the 2021 National Player of the Year from Kentucky, Oscar Sheebway, is staying in the 2023 NBA Draft. He was the National Player of the Year two years ago for Coach Cal and Kentucky. One of the best defensive players in college basketball last year, the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen Clark out of UCLA, also remaining in the draft. The most outstanding player of the 2023 Men's NCAA Tournament, guiding UConn to a national championship, the big man, Adama Sanogo, staying in the draft as well. Adam Flagler, a guy who was really good for Baylor during his career there in Waco, staying in the draft. A couple of other notable names that happened late last night, Jordan Wall, the talented wing out of Arkansas. Chase Adige, a guard who was a huge part of Northwestern, reaching their second ever NCAA tournament and recording that second ever NCAA tournament victory this past year. But yesterday was a glorious day for college basketball. You know me, I'm a College Hoops fan first and foremost. College basketball is different than the NBA. The game is different. The style of play is different. What it takes to be a superstar at college is different than what it takes at the next level in the association. So it doesn't always check out for a college superstar to see that success at the next level in the NBA. The games don't always correlate from that perspective. But in this new era, of college athletics where NIL is incredibly prevalent one of the benefits of this system we all gawk at the numbers we all have our issues with how name image and likeness has played out so far in this two year span but one of the benefits of NIL is it allows our favorite college players the best talent in college sports to have the opportunity to 
earn money from the revenue they generate to stay at the collegiate level, which means a better product overall. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here. Hour number two of the morning after, live right here on this Thursday, all across the grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, and all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. And in my estimation, yesterday for the 2023 NBA draft deadline day, where you either had to stay in the draft or declare you were coming back to school, it was a banner day, a glorious day for the sport of college basketball. A long litany of players returning to school, including the reigning 2022-23 National Player of the Year. Zach Eady, the big man for Purdue, who averaged 22 points and 13 rebounds last year, is back for the Boilermakers. Obviously, trying to reverse what happened to Purdue at the end of the year in the upset against Fairleigh Dickinson. Tristan Newton, a member of that UConn National Championship team, is back. Jaden Akins comes back to Michigan State. The Spartans will be one of the best in the Big Ten and the country next year. Big Cliff, Cliff Amore, back for Rutgers as well. Your family, your religion, Rutgers basketball. Jalen Williams returns for Auburn. Jamal Shedd back for Houston. Adem Bona for UCLA. Tyler Burton, a transfer from Richmond, comes out of the NBA draft, commits to Villanova yesterday. Kyle Neptune has a squad entering year number two. And FAU, who went on the improbable run as a nine seed to the Final Four, Dusty Bay's got the boys back there in South Florida. John L. Davis returns for the Owls. A couple of other names late last night. Two big guns for Illinois. Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins. And for my alma mater, the Syracuse Orange, the Red Autry era, off to an optimistic start. Judah Mintz returns to the Qs. So now we look at the national championship odds entering this upcoming 2023-24 college basketball season. Kansas at 10-1 to 1 is the favorite right now. They are absolutely stacked. Duke not far behind, 12-1. to 1. Purdue, that third best price at 14-1. to 1. Your reigning national champions, Connecticut, 15-1 to 1 alongside Houston and Michigan State, all at a plus 1,500 number. Kentucky, you saw there at 24-1. to 1. Sheway declares, Antonio Reeves comes back. The roster is a little bit up in the air in Lexington for John Calipari. Now to the Major League Baseball done. Up next, live right here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live right here on a Thursday on the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM Channel 1. 59. It is the first day of June. Summer is virtually here following Memorial Day weekend. And during summer, a ton of our focus turns to the Major League Baseball diamond. It's the daily basis live right here on the morning after. I am Ben Stevens. That means Craig Mish joins us here as well. The host of Newswire starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time all across the Sports Grid Network. Our Major League Baseball insider across the Spiz Grizz as well. Craig, as always, we appreciate your time here on this Thursday on TMA. Thanks for being here. Of course, Ben. And, you know, today is one of those days where looks like Major League Baseball got the, the tip that the NBA Finals was going to start <laughs> June 1st. Only yeah. six games today in baseball. That's, that's sort of rare. So 
Uh, and, and by the way, not too many night games, too. I'm guessing they didn't want to compete no. with that. And that's where my focus actually will be tonight. Heat and Nuggets, of course. Only three night games tonight. A few day games to break down on this Thursday slate. But first, Craig, we go back to last night. The opportunity for the New York Yankees to pull off the sweep in the Pacific Northwest against the Mariners. We were scoreless after regulation after nine innings and in the bottom of the 10th. The M's walk it off. They avoid the sweep. one nothing. the victory for Seattle. A shout-out to our production team. Sweepless in Seattle. So the M's get their first win of this midweek series against the Yankees to avoid that sweep. Craig, what do you know, and what do you break down from that game yesterday? Yeah, I, mean, I think that you know Seattle in particular was one of those teams that we talked about before the season that I thought could make a serious run and they kind of started off, Ben, like they did last year. They didn't score a lot of runs. They had the injury to Robbie Ray early on in the season. But I think what you saw last night is what you could see in the postseason, too, Ben, to be honest with you. Like, the Yankees have done this for many years where they have these great regular seasons, and then they face off against a really good pitcher. The score is 2 nothing, and everybody wants to fire the manager. I feel like we've been doing things for years. And that's what we saw right. last night, George Kirby who, I mean, I think he's as good as any pitcher that they have right now going in Seattle, too. And he could be a major factor for them down the stretch, health permitting. Obviously, Luis Castillo, too. Mm -hmm. Got to give credit to the Yankees for going to Seattle and taking two out of three. They're going to coast, man. You know they're going to get in the postseason one way or the other. But in the end, the good pitching beats the good hitting in October. And I wonder from the Yankees' perspective if that changes at all this year, too. George Kirby already has a 5-4 and four record, a 3.04 ERA. Eight innings of shutout work yesterday, only mustering up three hits allowed to the Yankees. And in only 96 pitches as well, incredibly efficient. The offense is picking up for New York, led by Aaron Judge. Of course, the Yankees didn't score a run last night in the finale in Seattle, but he had three home runs in the previous two games against the Mariners. Craig, it was back for New York earlier this year through the first 35 games, as you will see in just a moment, where things were a little bit dicey, albeit a winning record, but still Yankees fans not all that pleased. 18 and 17. A few days before that, on May the 3rd, General Manager Brian Cashman spoke to reporters. At the time of his comments, the Yankees were 16 and 15. He pretty much told the reporters to tell Yankees fans, hey, don't give up on us. Since that point, since the first 35-game span of this year, the Yankees have won 16 of their last 23 contests. Craig, what is the main reason for that turnaround for the pinstripes? Yeah, I mean, scoring more runs, I think that's a big part of it for sure. You know, the pitching for them has been pretty solid. They'll get, you know, Nestor Cortez going in the right way. Assuming Carlos Rodon comes back at some point, that will be good as well. The bullpen is is more formidable than it was early on in the season. Ben, the Yankees are a really good baseball team. They got far last year. They'll get far every year. But, you know, the Astros are still standing in the way of this thing. And unless yeah. unless they make some significant offensive ad, I think, at the trade deadline, they're going to find themselves right back in the same position that they were last year and who knows some team can get hot i mentioned seattle some great pitching staff can come in they could face tampa bay their pitchers could go real well glass now could shut them down mcclanahan could shut them down and it just seems like when you're a very big boomer bust type team this is the dynamic that it has led to it takes nothing away from judge nothing away from john carlos stanton or torres or any of the hitters that they have but I, I just don't know that any scenario is going to be different for the Yankees this year. They're going to make the postseason for sure. My guess is they get out of the first round, too. 
But at some point, they're going to face a team that's going to get hot from a pitching perspective. And that has been what has doomed them the last few years. Craig, I think that's a pretty fair assessment of where New York is right now. The fifth best price in the World Series odds at 12 to 1. They're going to be a part of the dance, but will they be the star of the show? We will find out in October. The Astros in front of the pinstripes at 7 to 1. Houston, of course, the reigning World Series champions. A divisional duel today in H-Town. One of the few games on this short Thursday slate as the Astros host the Angels, Framber Valdez on the bump for Houston. They're a $2 favorite at home. Craig, Houston playing really good baseball at the moment, despite a loss to the Minnesota Twins in the final game of that series. What's the approach for today in H-Town? Yeah, low-scoring game, 8.5 total, too high. Framber Valdez, sinker ball pitcher. I got to tell you, Ben, I watched the Angels play three games against the Marlins at home. They got swept. Trout did nothing. Otani did nothing. Yesterday, Otani hits two, Trout's hitting home runs. Ben, I got to tell you, I don't know how anybody is betting on this baseball season. I, I have never mm. seen variants like I've seen this year in Major League Baseball from one series to the next. Maybe it has something to do with the scheduling with these teams going across the country and, and then traveling back and, and playing teams they've never played against. I have no idea what it is, but you literally could watch a team for three days and they could look like the best team in baseball. And then they can play the next three games and look like the worst team in baseball. When people tell me that's just baseball, no, no, no. <laughs> that's not the case. Oakland and Kansas City are at the bottom, and everybody else is at the, is the same. Like, everybody else is yeah. the same. There are a couple games over, a couple games under. I understand Tampa's playing very well. Texas playing very well. Uh, you know, now Arizona's 10 games over five. I, I get all of that. But generally speaking, you have, like, a handful of teams that are different than the other, and almost 20 teams are the same, or 25 teams are the same, so it is really hard to figure out. That's sort of my, my look at today's game, too. I suppose anything can happen, but it just goes to yeah. show you, I was so unimpressed with the Angels, and then they looked amazing against the White Sox. That's not to say the White Sox are good or anything like that, but I'm just having a hard time grasping this regular season as to who the great teams are, who the bad teams are, and who the middle teams are at this point. The key for the Halos, Craig, to keep Shohei Otani potentially is stay in the playoff race. Right now, three games above 500, trying to get to the postseason for the first time since 2015. A part of a very competitive division in the American League West, where the reigning World Series champs in the Astros are the odds-on favorites, but they don't sit in first place. In fact, they're three games back of the Texas Rangers, Craig, who hold that top spot. How long do you think the Rangers will remain at the top of the AL West standings? Yeah, so th this is not one of the teams that I thought would have a great year. So I'm actually surprised with how well they have played. And clearly their offense has been firing on all cylinders. They've been getting great pitching. Uh, some of their young players have come up, young in particular. <laughs> Could win rookie of the year, too. So I expect them to be in this at this point. I know everyone's pointing to the return of Jacob deGrom and him being a big impact. I can't say if that's going to be the case or not. It seems a little far-fetched to think that he's going to come back and be a Cy Young Award winner. But uh, Rangers are in it to win it. Finally, they went out, spent money over the last two years, 200 on Seager, 200 on Simeon, 100-something on deGrom, whatever that contract was. I, th I think the Rangers are going to be very competitive this year. I'm going to be wrong about them. They look good. When you look at the Texas Rangers right now, a preseason win total of 81 and a half, the 35 wins for Texas, very much on pace, plus 950 right now to win the American League pennant. And Craig, that's what the Rangers spent all this money for on the new ballpark, on their roster to truly be a pennant contender 
in the American League, the second best record in Major League Baseball at this moment for Texas. Craig, enjoy game number one of the NBA Finals tonight. Your Heat, a nine-point underdog than the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Final in just a few days. Craig, thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks. Heat plus eight and a half, Heat plus nine. Ooh, I like the look. Cup Final, by the way, a preview of that up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One of the 2023 NBA Finals is tonight in Denver between the Nuggets and the Heat. Game number one of the Stanley Cup Final is on Saturday night in Las Vegas, Nevada, between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. There are similarities in how these two playoff runs have happened in each of these two sports, namely an eight seed from South Florida upsetting the entirety of the Eastern Conference to be in a finals appearance. And we will break down that 2023 Stanley Cup final live right here on this Thursday on the morning app. Casey Hudson joins us here to do just that on TMA, an NHL host for the Believe Network, also an in-studio host with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Casey joins us here on this Thursday to preview the 2023 Stanley Cup final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Casey, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on this Thursday morning. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me and allowing me to geek out over hockey that much more. Certainly so, Casey. We appreciate your time. All the narratives that we have seen here in this Stanley Cup postseason, numerous games in overtimes, the upsets and the underdog in the East, the Florida Panthers making it here. Vegas has turned Las Vegas into a hockey town. The Golden Knights into the Cup Final for the second time in only six years as a franchise. So, Casey, as you look back on the Stanley Cup playoff bracket, how will you remember this postseason? Oh my gosh, definitely a wild ride because heading into this, you know that the Panthers just clawed their way in there. If uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins had a better defense, we may have been having a different conversation today, that's for sure. <laughs> so what I love about this the most is that you've got two American guys that are the point leaders between both of these teams, and it just brings back the narrative of growing the game of hockey. You said it, Las Vegas is now becoming a hockey town. It's been debatable for five six years now whether or not Florida is actually a hockey town and even though Tampa Bay Lightning made a great case for that I think people are going to listen and tune in a little harder now yeah. that the Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup final in such an unorthodox fashion back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions by the way your bolts in 2020 and 2021 so Casey as we get ready for this cup final here in 2023 Florida back into the cup final for the first time in nearly three decades dating back to 1996. We didn't really anticipate this for the Panthers, as in their opening round series, they were facing the best ever team in the history of an NHL regular season in the Boston Bruins. And down three games to one, Florida clawed all the way back. Vegas on the other side, six years as a franchise, five times in the playoffs, four times to the conference final round. Now their second ever appearance in a cup Final at the beginning of this postseason, Casey, did you expect either Vegas or Florida to reach the cup final? Definitely not Florida. I will say I was on the underestimate train when it came to the Florida Panthers and what they were going to put up. Um, 
But then Vegas, you said it right there. I mean, five five postseason runs, four conference finals. You always see them have this close but no cigar season. And then, you know, they make the right moves in the offseason and then the hope is restored come the following year. So for them to consistently do something like that, I'm not surprised by them finally making it to a cup final. And, you know, they have Bruce Cassidy as their head coach now. And just to kind of see his run and the significance and the success that he had with the Bruins and the culture that he can carry over to the Vegas Golden Knights, he had the perfect roster to just wield them into the Stanley Cup finals. So they weren't as surprising to me. The Vegas Golden Knights were the favorites to win the Western Conference Finals against the Dallas Stars. They blitzed Dallas in Dallas on Monday night, a 6-0 victory for that series clinching win. So, Casey, Vegas was the favorite in the Western Conference Finals. The Panthers were not the favorites in the Eastern Conference Finals. They weren't the favorites in the second round series against Toronto. Certainly were not the favorites in the opening round series against the Bees. And once again, Florida, a slight underdog in the Stanley Cup Final against Vegas. The odds pretty close, though, Casey. The Golden Knights, a favorite with a minus 125 price, but Florida not all that far behind at plus 105. Just how close do you think this Stanley Cup final is going to be? Oh, my gosh. I think it's going to be extremely close. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a split between those first two games in the series. And then the one thing that we can't count out when it comes to the Florida Panthers is that they're not out until that final whistle blows um, to open up the third round with four overtimes and to not really look exhausted from that is is problematic. It's going to be concerning for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you mentioned the margins not that far apart. And I think that this game is going to go back and forth for a minute. I do only see it going to six games, though. So when we look at those odds for it to reach six right now, it's one of the more likely outcomes, plus 198. To go the entire duration is plus 194, just four cents of distinction right there. So, Casey, as we get to know the players in this cup final on both sides for the Golden Knights and the Panthers, a name that some have come to know throughout this postseason run for Florida, Matthew Kachuk. He hit the game winner in that fourth and final game against Carolina with only 4.3 seconds remaining in regulation to find the back of the net. He is the favorite to be the leading scorer in terms of the goals scored in the cup final here in 2023. Casey, as you look up and down this list for stars on the Panthers side and for the Golden Knights, who are a few names we all need to know? Oh my gosh. Well, for starters, and this might surprise people because it's all the way at the bottom, but William Carlson, uh, you got to talk about Wild Bill in this situation for a number of reasons. He's had multiple two goal games in the playoffs. And if you think about it, that's not the easiest thing to do. So while Matthew Kachuk is playing some legendary hockey right now uh, because of the game winning goals and the way that he's helped set up his other teammates, to have two goals in a game consistently is a tough thing to do. So I like William Carlson to yeah. be a leading scorer in this series. But I also like Jonathan Marchesso. He's another guy, two-goal guy, multiple games in the playoffs. He bailed this team on numerous situations versus the Dallas Stars when they decided to start playing with their food on Dallas home ice. So I want to throw them in the mix there. Uh, Mark Stone his experience, his leadership. Um, I kind of put him more in the point column, but I would not be surprised if he snuck in there. And then 
Sam Bennett works on that line with Matthew Kachuk and Nick Cousins. And if there's something that you should pay attention to when it comes to Matthew Kachuk's success as well, it's what he does in the point column. He's heading into this series with 21 points, which means he knows how to set those guys up. Uh, Sam Bennett had so many opportunities, especially in that game four. I was kind of salty because I thought he was going to get the game winning goal. And then Matthew Kachuk came in and played hero. And it only screwed with my bets. That's the only reason I'm salty about it. But, um, Hut Bennett in the mix, definitely Wild Bill, Jonathan Marchesso, even though he wasn't on the list, and then Mark Stone, just the ultimate leader for Vegas. Matthew Kachuk does have a flair for the dramatic four game winners so far <laughs> in this postseason run for Florida, including the game winner in the opening game of that Eastern Conference Finals that went to four overtimes. Three of those game winners for Kachuk coming in the extra session. So now we look at the Con Smythe Award. Odds. The Conn Smythe is the postseason MVP in this Stanley Cup run. We look first at Florida because it's not one of their leading scores. It's their netminder, Sergei Bobrovsky. The man known as Bob is the favorite right now to win the Conn Smythe at two to one. Casey, I'll ask you a two-part question. If Florida wins the cup, who wins the Conn Smythe? If Vegas wins the cup, who wins the Conn Smythe as well? Oh my gosh, Ben, I appreciate you so much for breaking that into team by team because picking between the pair of them was miserable for me. Um, if it comes down to Florida winning everything, then yeah, I mean, I think initially you think of the situations that Bobrowski bailed his team out of. Also, the fact of coming up strong with 50-plus saves is one of the ultimate reasons the Florida Panthers lived to see another game and lived to see another series. Um, so I just kind of have to stick with what Borowski's done. Also, Big shout out to uh, Hockey Analytics and the numbers that they produce to bring perspective to the game because round by round, all you saw was Borgowski get better and better and better. So it just leaves the question as to how is he going to top his lowest save percentage of 94.9% uh, in the final round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So the the progress that he's made, the trajectory that he's been on successfully, I think that even though Matthew Kachuk is fantastic, you've got to give many, many games over to Brabowski. So I take him over there, and then I guess I'm going to stick with the goaltender for the most part because Aiden Hill's not yeah. getting talked about enough. Um, two major shutouts versus the Dallas Stars for one, and while Brabowski on paper has the better numbers so far, the eye test versus statistics, you know, Aiden Hill's only had a certain number of games. He got the tap on the shoulder versus the Oilers. He wasn't expecting to be this, you know, the playoff final Stanley Cup netminder. So to think of the workload that he's taken on and the way that he's adjusted to help save his team has been tremendous. Also, to think that Brovowski has 171 more saves than he does, but their save percentage numbers and their success is nearly similar. That is just mind-blowing to me. So I've got to take both goaltenders here. Aiden Hill, a 10-to-1 number to win the Conn Smythe. He has stepped up in the biggest way for Vegas. Casey, speaking of Las Vegas, how do you want to start a cup final? How about a Saturday night in Sin City? The Vegas Golden Knights, a minus-130 money line favorite for the opening game of the 2023 Stanley Cup final. Casey, from an atmosphere perspective, what do you expect on Saturday in Las Vegas? They didn't even try to protect fans by making this a Wednesday or Thursday or Monday situation. <laughs> Saturday in Las Vegas, I hope everybody can make it to game two. Because um, if anything I've learned about Vegas, it takes 72 hours to get it out of your system. So I think the atmosphere is going to be just ridiculous, electrifying. Um, you're going to have a lot of Florida Panther fans flying over there. And then 
the what we said in the beginning of the segment, creating this hockey town, growing this game, doing it in a place like Las Vegas, and on top of it, Sin City. I just think that everyone's going to be extremely hyped. I do have Vegas taking game one, even though I'm not 100% if they'll take the series. All right, Casey Hudson, 20 seconds left in this segment. Your official 2023 Stanley Cup final prediction is what? Oh, my prediction is that Vegas takes game one. Uh, the Florida Panthers win the series, and I think that that lands at a plus 400. So I'm going to six games for the Florida Panthers to raise the cup. It is going to be a great cup final. Casey, thank you so much for your time. More of the morning after. Thank up you, there. guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's getting heated behind the scenes here on this Thursday on the morning after, but we bring that passion into our preview of the two championship series that we have now for the rest of this postseason the 2023 NBA Finals underway tonight tipping off in Denver on a Thursday night at altitude between the Nuggets and the Heat and the Cup Final as we just broke down in the Stanley Cup postseason starting on Saturday in Las Vegas between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. The reason we're going to talk about both here on this Thursday on the morning after is because of the jack of all trades. Tom Vecchio is here as well. The prop perspective for the opening game of the 2023 NBA Finals this Thursday evening and some thoughts on the cup final between the Golden Knights and the Panthers as well. Vecchio, this is your dual area of expertise. We appreciate your time here on this Thursday. Yeah, thanks for having me. There's certainly a lot to get to. I am pumped for both of these matchups. I think they are awesome. Both teams took very interesting routes to get here. Um, you know, in terms of both uh, Florida teams, that would be I am ready to go. Listen, as it stands right now, Becky, on paper, both of these matchups should be fun, should be exciting, definitely something new. But from the odds perspective, for the 2023 NBA Finals, it heavily favors the Denver Nuggets. A minus 460 price on this morning of the opening game of the NBA Finals. Vecchio, the odds would say it's a relatively easy walk in the park for Denver en route to their first NBA championship. What does Tom Vecchio say about what the odds indicate? Well, that's what the odds indicated about the Celtics. That's what the odds indicated for the Bucs, and that didn't seem to be true. A lot of people are going to say that the Heat are, you know, overperforming, which might be true in a lot of aspects, and, you know, oh, what they're doing isn't sustainable, and that might be true over the course of an entire 82-game season, but some of these variances are sustainable for a 10- or 15-game stretch, which is clearly the case of what they're doing. So right from the top, I think the lines are a little bit – long in favor of the Nuggets. I think it's, it's a little bit too much. Uh, and I will say, if you have interest in the Heat, I think the best way to go about that is just simply going to the Finals MVP market because the Heat to win the series right now is sitting at, you know, plus 330 or whatever it is. Jimmy Butler for MVP odds is sitting at plus 430. So why not just take plus 430? Because if the Heat are going to win the Finals, it's probably going to be via Jimmy winning the MVP. I was going to ask you about that very question, Vecchio, later on in this segment, but you take the words right out of my mouth. Nikola Jokic 
is a minus 340 heavy odds on favorite to win that finals MVP. His team, the Denver Nuggets, minus 460 to win the Larry O'Brien trophy. You would figure that if Denver wins it, Nikola Jokic wins the finals MVP and probably the same for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. You can see how large the drop-off is even from Jimmy's number at plus 430 to the third best price on the board, Jamal Murray at 12 to 1. So, Vecchio, let's go back not to the beginning of April when the playoffs got underway or around the All-Star break, but all the way back to October 18th opening night of this 2022-23 NBA regular season because at that point the odds were not so drastically different between Miami and Denver in fact they had the eighth and ninth best odds respectively to win an NBA title this season Miami 16 to 1 the eighth best number Denver four dollars behind 20 to 1 the ninth best number for the Nuggets so if you were to tell October Tom Vecchio that this would be the finals matchup what do you believed you uh, ultimately no you know I've always been confident in what the Heat are able to do on defense but they just went through so many ups and downs throughout the regular season and the Celtics look so good the Bucks look so good the 76ers you know kind of got their act together as the season went on there were three very very strong teams in the East and you know despite what I might think about Spolstra being an awesome coach it just didn't seem like the outcome. And then, you know, with Durant getting traded to the Suns, the West didn't look like an easy path for anyone. And now we have this matchup. So I probably wouldn't have believed it uh, at that point, especially of all the changes that went on throughout the NBA season. But both of these teams deserve to be here. The Nuggets have been building for this for a couple of seasons, you know, in the fine, in the Western Conference Finals, in the playoffs multiple years. The Heat have been yeah. here before, as they were uh, in the 2020 season. They were in, the, obviously, the Conference Finals last year. So both these teams deserve to be here. I will ultimately uh, recuse myself from picking a winner in this series, but uh, I'm very interested in how it plays out. Wait, that means there's no 2023 NBA Finals prediction from Tom Vecchio? I can't even put you on the spot to ask who wins and in how many games? Well, I, I do have the Heat 18-1 to 1 to win the championship, but that's obviously looking right. like a very, a very long shot. So ultimately, I think the best route to go, given the series prices just from a general perspective, is, is probably to try and go with the series spread in some capacity or the exact yeah. series outcome. Yeah, I think I've already taken Miami on that series spread. Not I think, I know, but I think that's a good area of attack. If you think this series is going to be more competitive and the Heat can at least force a sixth game in the 2023 NBA Finals. So then let's go game by game, Vecchio. That starts with game number one tonight in the Mile High City in Denver. The Nuggets a nine-point favorite. The total currently stands at 219. Denver has been the best home team all year long in the association. In the playoffs, a perfect 8-0, 5-3 against the spread. But the Heat, incredibly comfortable as an underdog. 14 times out of 18 total playoff games, Miami booked as a dog. They have covered in 11 of those 14. Vecchio, this is the rest versus rust debate Denver swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals they haven't played since a week ago Monday nine days off Miami off of game number seven in Boston just two days off but maybe continuing that momentum in this NBA Finals series Vecchio we talk about rest versus rust from a narrative storyline perspective you're a numbers guy can you quantify that rest advantage here for the opening game of the 2023 NBA Finals 
The actual days off is tough to estimate just because we don't have a consistent sample size. Like throughout the regular season, these teams have at most two, maybe three days off, and that's just a handful of times. The thing that I'd be worried about the most is the altitude. As you said, like great home court advantage for the Nuggets, as we've seen not just this season, but obviously over multiple seasons. So I think I want to kind of factor that in. I think either game one or game two, we're going to see a very high scoring game, and it's going to be – you know, a 225, somewhere total around there, that's where it's going to end. And then after that, I think that's where we're going to see the, the series shift to start being much lower scoring. So that's the way I want my props to kind of reflect that. I also think that yeah. the Heat are going to have a very direct and concentrated effort to try and eliminate Jokic as much as possible. Obviously, we have to say that with a grain of salt because Jokic is still going to have a massive impact on the game. So I also want some of my props to reflect that. So going to Bam Adebayo under eight and a half rebounds, I'm worried about the foul trouble because if they sell out to just fully defend Jokic, what does that look like? And that probably leads to Bam not being on the court for a full set of minutes because there could be some foul trouble. 16 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds. Those are the prompts for Bam Adebayo tonight. That's on the offensive end from the scoring perspective and, of course, crashing the glass. But his biggest task in this 2023 NBA Finals, trying to slow down, if at all possible, Nikola Jokic, who is averaging a 30-point triple-double in this historic playoff run. On the other side, it's Jimmy Frickin' Butler. 28 points in game number seven for Miami to knock off the Boston Celtics in Beantown. Vecchio, these are the two superstars in this NBA Finals. What do you expect from their performances in game number one? I expect Jokic to do his thing, home, away, underdog, favorite, high high total, low total. It does not matter. Jokic has been getting it done for multiple seasons. So, you know, I expect that to be the kind of the baseline. How Miami chooses or tries to impact him uh, is what we're going to see. And I think that does provide value to some other players in terms of their props. I specifically like Michael Porter Jr. over 15 and a half points. He's been shooting the ball well from three. So I think that this is a certain route to be taking. And then when it comes to Jimmy, I'm not necessarily sold on his scoring. I would prefer going to a combination of probably rebounds and assists, not PRA, rebounds and assists, just because he's going to be out there for 35, 38, 40 minutes, whatever it takes. We know he's going to be out there contributing in multiple categories. And the Heat have been shooting the ball well from three. So if he's going to be out there dishing it out, contributing a little bit more of rebounding, if Bam does get into foul trouble, I think that's the best route to be going. So those are the two best bet props for Tom Vecchio in the opening game of the NBA Finals. Once again, Michael Porter Jr. for Denver, over 15 and a half points. He has been shooting it well from range. Two and a half, that's his threes prop tonight, heavily juiced to the over. And under eight and a half rebounds for Miami's Bam Adebayo. Now we flip our attention from the hardwood to the ice. The NBA Finals to the Stanley Cup. Final between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Tom, not nearly as drastic the series odds for the cup final as they are in the association. Vegas the favorite, minus 125. Those plucky underdogs from South Florida, like Miami. The Florida Panthers here, the underdog in the cup final. How do you assess the matchup between Vegas and Florida? Very, very close, as the lines would indicate. Uh, for the Panthers, Bobrovsky has been playing at an unbelievable level, basically to a point that we haven't seen a goalie in the last 10 years go on a stretch that he's been on throughout the playoffs, and he's just, I would say, single-handedly winning them games. On the other side, Vegas plays such a controlled style under Bruce Cassidy that, you know, realistically, Aiden Hills, they're third, fourth-string goalie, whatever you want to call it, and they're still coming away with victory just because the system that they use – 
is so, so strong defensively that they essentially insulate him from a lot of trouble, a lot, a lot of like high danger chances. So they're not necessarily putting him in a tough spot. So ultimately, when it comes to the series overall, my favorite bet is going to be six games. I don't care who wins. I think it's going to be a good series, not necessarily going seven. I'm not, you know, looking for a sweep on either side, but six games at plus 198, I think, is the mark that I want to be going to. The second most likely outcome, as you can see from the odds, at a plus 198 price, only four cents different than that seven-game series going the duration in the Cup Final at plus 194. Game number one in the Cup Final is Saturday night in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights host the Panthers as a slight home ice favorite, minus 130 on the money line. You give us the prop perspective, Tom Vecchio each and every week. What is the prop approach to the opening game of the Stanley Cup final in 2023? Well, Vegas is certainly a difficult place to play for a lot of opposing teams as it has been since they opened up that arena. And, you know, when it comes to the Florida Panthers overall, they obviously are very solid top to bottom. But what we see from them right now is, I want to say, a very concentrated top four standard lineup when it comes to offense which leads me to Sam Reinhart over two and a half shots at sitting at plus 118. He's on the third line now. And we see Kachuk, we see Barkov, we see Carter Verhage, all on the top six. So Reinhardt plays on the line with Anton Lindell and E2, Lisa Reinen, which gives him basically the role to be the primary shooter on that third line. So if we see Vegas putting out their best defensive lines, trying to match the top lines of Florida, the third line for the Panthers really could be in a good spot to provide some of that offense. So Sam Reinhardt over two and a half shots. Over two and a half shots. Doesn't even need to get past Aiden Hill in net for Vegas just needs to get off. That's what Tom Vecchio is looking at for game number one of the Stanley Cup final. He gave you the best bets for the two that he likes here in the NBA finals game number one as well. Vecchio, do you have a side that you like for the cup final or are you just sticking with six games regardless of who wins? Six games and if I'm feeling spicy come Saturday, it might be uh, Florida minus one and a half on the series spread. I like the look, Tom Vecchio. I like the look. Who's to stop these eight seeds in the respective Eastern Conferences out of South Florida? Vegas hopes to do that in the Cup Final. The Denver Nuggets hope to do that in the NBA Finals that starts tonight. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel, our jack-of-all-trades. We appreciate your prop perspective at all times. A best bet for game number one of the NBA Finals next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We close out our two hours together here live on this Thursday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 1. 59. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Sports Grid Network, I am Ben Stevens. That's Spiz Grizz Network, which is Sports Grid, by the way, now includes the new Sports Grid app. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now available for download at the Apple App Store. Scan the QR code on your screen. In a matter of seconds, all of our information, all of our data sets, everything at the palm of your hand to make everything you need in this world a little bit better when it comes to finding the best bets it's smarter to be on sports grid we try to make you smarter here each and every day on the morning after tonight tips the 2023 nba finals 
in Denver between the Nuggets and the Heat. Denver booked as a nine-point favorite. The over understands at 219. Before we say farewell and before we say goodbye, it is time to dive into the props for the opening game of this NBA final series between Denver and Miami. We do that right now in Bye Bye Bye. So, as we get ready for the opening game of the NBA Finals tonight in the Mile High City, a ton of the focus, of course, is going to be on the two-time NBA MVP. Now a Western Conference Finals MVP, hunting down an NBA Finals MVP, meaning his Denver Nuggets have won their first ever NBA championship. His name, of course, is Nikola Jokic. His assist prop tonight is at nine and a half. Now, I just looked at the updated juice. It's getting heavy. It's minus 150 to the over. You can pair it with a couple of things. Jamal Murray to score 25 or more. Caleb Martin to score 15 or more and find some better odds out there. But Nikola Jokic has gone over nine and a half assists in six of the last seven games for the Denver Nuggets, including three of the four in the Western Conference Finals. That does it for a Thursday Live right here on the morning after. I won't be here tomorrow, but the morning after will be starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time on Sportsbook.